Unnamed Podcast, Series 1, Episode 17. Unnamed Podcast, Series 1, Episode 17. Holy, 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 Lord God Almighty, who was and is and is to come, forever and ever. Amen. In this episode, we'll be looking at the close of Ezekiel, going on to Daniel, Hosea, Joel, and Amos. Uh, in episode 18, we'll be looking at Obadiah and so forth. But for the moment, what we have in Ezekiel is the poignancy of Ezekiel coming to a close. Um, that the it is in, in Ezekiel that, that the Israelite that the Israelites sees the power of the resurrection come to to life in Ezekiel. Um, he he sees the value of the dry bones, and the Lord commands him to speak to the dry bones that they take on flesh. And he. Speaking to the bones causes their their faith to stir, their faith to stir, and the bones come to life to God, not to Ezekiel. And it is it is poignant because the Lord is about to turn to peace and. The bones having come to life, it is clear that those indwelling the bones that take on flesh are able to live with the Lord in His peace, and so we have we have Daniel. The prophet of foresight, um, who perceives the nature of rule among the kingdoms of the earth through his foresight, and he establishes uh, precept and. Uh, in the, in the sense that, that Christ established precept through turning the other cheek, going the extra mile, giving the cloak. Uh, I think I might have that slightly back to front. Turning the other cheek, giving the cloak as well as the tunic, and going the extra mile is a precept. So Daniel is a precept of forethought. Concerning Hosea the field, Joel the tower, and Amos the bed. And uh, I'll just repeat that just so it's clear. Hosea the field, Joel the tower, Amos the bed. Uh, Being objects of peace... 
that by precepting in the light of the resurrection, you are able to take up and believe in. Uh, and and what 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 uh, Hosea, Joel, and and Amos show is that as the Lord turns to peace, having seen life resurrected. His awareness of, of the calamity brought on his people provokes his heart to be genuine. And the, the, the rate at which he turns against Israel because of its sins and the, the strength with which he remembers Israel's sins begins to weaken. Uh, so you have... You have uh, Hosea questioning God's justice, Joel establishing wonders, and Amos counting it to God for righteousness in the bed at the very end. <coughs> and this this is for Christ the beginning of his surrender to his God he's been pierced in Psalms he's questioned the, the, the poetic nature of his, his suffering and he's begun to enter heaven with that which he prayed between his questioning God's abandonment and saying it is finished whereby his desire to pray for the end is thought Um, the beginning of all kinds of prayer that on the cross are finished and so it is it is by prayer that he begins to live um, him in anticipation of that saying So, you'll have to excuse me, uh, there was a brief interruption there. He, he, I was talking about uh, Jesus in between his prayer being finished and, and all prayer being that which he comes to live by. He says, Into your hands I commit my spirit. And what we have in that is God's desire to see, uh, wait a minute, Christ's desire to see his prayer to God from God's perspective. And 
dread overcomes him and the life of his prayer begins to speak through him saying it is finished which is in a sense because of his prayer an oath on the behalf of his children to complete the work of the cross for which they need place to stay watch over their lands that they not be invaded and sanctity in the bedroom um, sanctity in the bed that that um, their generations not increased defilement and um, yeah so Christ lifts up prayer through sacrifice on the cross and reaches the faith for which all prayer takes foundation uh, on the cross, that should the prayer fail, the life would be resurrected. So, so we have, so we have a, a covenant uh, with Christ in the spirit of Hosea, Joel, and Amos that if there is no freedom in what Christ has prayed for, when really what he has prayed for is all things, then the peace that which was the, the peace that was God's, whether it be for for um, flight or spirit or resurrection, would be extended to the believer so that the the, the bitterness of life is, is taken away. Um, and it is in a sense that which Christ drinks. As he said, I will no longer drink of this wine until I drink of it again with you in heaven. In a sense being that that Um, he drinks of our bitterness as sinners and gives us new life if, if we need it or spirit or flight that, that uh, finding rest elsewhere we may again approach him in prayer and find strength again over time, consistently finding strength, being a continuation of our survival, or such as it is in our heart to live for, perhaps greater. And the joy the joy of reaching heaven in, in that context with the Lord is that we begin to see as God sees. So, so we, 
we understand the justice of Joel and the, the mercy of uh, the justice of the, the justice of Hosea and the mercy of Joel and the truth of Amos that God is not snaring us but is making himself making himself a prisoner for our sakes that we might be acquitted of of the 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 indemnity before us of us <coughs> that that um we might be given a clean record and hope being hope for hope's sake that our survival will not be on its own but being a, continu a continuation of our survival in principle being a continuation of all survival that we might escape the snare that has come on the earth that men should forsake sense for gibberish uh, rather than allow the conviction of God to grow in them. Um, so it is that, that um, the memory of lamentations begins to fade and the foresight of Daniel begins to take over where Ezekiel was ready to see the life, the life of resurrection come to be. So even as we, we hope that Christ's prayer reaches God for us, um, we, we have behind us Ezekiel who is hoping to see the things of God in his temple and throughout. And he's, he's fervently desiring that the resurrection come to all those who ask uh, through the prayer that Christ is praying and the faith on which it's based. So, so we are in a sense... Um, not condemned, but it's set free, and as we understood God to be licensed for judgment, in Christ we come to understand license for sin only as frees the spirit, uh, for which the life of resurrection can be stored up. If resurrection can be stored up, then it can be shared and controlled and commanded. Uh, that makes a man powerful and gives him his wit's edge uh, to, to wage his own war against himself as Christ waged a war. Uh, the war through Christ being the war of all men with themselves, which is as was not proclaimed, but should have been, in reference to God, that which made Muhammad angry in his time, that following Christ, people did not, 
acknowledge the war, um, which if what happened to Christ happened in, in veracity, then it should be normal for all men to ask for the war that with them as men Christ can wage no longer having waged war through himself to his own end. Uh, so we we have we have the end of a we have the end of a precept we have the end of a precept coming in our Obadiah, which is a very short book, possibly one of the shortest, if not the shortest. Uh, and it is in a sense going to be revealed how it is Christ wins his war with himself going to war through himself to the point that he's come to his own end and it's, it's fairly it's fairly evident that it is Christ who, who wages the war with himself But before the mystery is revealed, you can't tell what manner of cross Christ is going to make of himself in that war. Because uh, he, could, he could be against himself or for himself. And it, it is for the sake of the scriptures and their being fulfilled that he allows it to come of him that, it, that way that it does. And... The, the the unmistakable thing at this stage is that he has said if you do not take up your cross and follow after me you are not worthy of me so in a sense Christ with all that we see Ezekiel expecting and all that's revealed in Isaiah, Joel and Amos is he's, he's expecting us to ask in prayer either to come to life, have spirit Or flight, but in all these things, expectantly. As he said, you know, which of you having a child asking for this or that or some other thing will not give him as he asks, and not the opposite, the, the, the worser? Um, how much more, as he goes on to say, Will your Father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask Him? So, in that expectation, knowing that the Spirit is given, how much more we should be praying that in its being given, that we not, we not simply take flight as we can stare down the enemy, but that we unite ourselves in Christ's prayer that the war come to us as we are ready to wage it. And this realistically is uh, a question of not making a faith something that is driven by yourself. Realistically it has to be driven by God through the Holy Spirit that's given. Not that you waste the resurrection or fly unnecessarily, 
is the point I'm trying to make. Um, because uh, the longer God is able to dwell, dwell with us and we not war with Him, the more the Spirit, as the Spirit grows, can grow through us to win the war that we can't win ourselves, even asking for it. Uh, in a sense, meaning and being that we have to pray that Christ finishing His war with Himself will be an end for us also, which, by the same token, as I mentioned the Muslims and Muhammad, or in, in spirit uh, and in, in principle, because uh, in principle Muhammad, but then also the Muslims in spirit, um, they do not believe the war prophetically to have a potential of coming to an end as yet. And in time to come they will have believed that, as the Holy Spirit has said, as they've been commanded by Muslim to hit, as they've been commanded by Muhammad to heed. Uh, so, so it will be an end of at least one war, if not the end of all war, as is promised in the way of peace in the Bible. Uh, So, so we have to look carefully for God as we begin to approach the New Testament that, that we find Christ finding God uh, that the Spirit be added to us because of our awareness of His coming and His, his taking us to be in the place where he is. And this has been the Unknown Podcast, Series 1, Episode 17. The Unknown Podcast, Series 1, Episode 17. I serve a risen Saviour, he's in the world today. I know that he is living, whatever men may say. I see his hand of mercy, I hear his voice of cheer. And just the time I need him, he's always near. He lives, he lives, Christ Jesus lives today. He walks with me and talks with me along life's narrow way. He lives, he lives, salvation to impart. You ask me how I know he lives. He lives within my heart. In all the world around me I see his love and care. Although my heart grows weary I never will despair. I know that he is leading through all the stormy blasts. The day of his appearing shall come at last. He lives, he lives, Christ Jesus lives today. He walks with me and talks with me along life's narrow way. He lives, he lives, salvation to impart. You ask me how I know he lives. He lives within my heart. Rejoice, rejoice, believer, lift up your voice and sing. Eternal hallelujahs to Jesus Christ the King. 
the hope of all who seek him, the help of all who find. None other is so loving, so good and kind. He lives, he lives, Christ Jesus lives today. He walks with me and talks with me along life's narrow way. He lives, he lives, salvation to impart. You ask me how I know he lives. He lives within my heart. This has been Unnamed Podcast Series 1, Episode 17. Unnamed Podcast Series 1, Episode 17.